The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Just Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, as you know, you and I podcast on a different network last night. You know, it was a great night, but I want to tell you something. It always comes out wrong, so I thought that I would just share it on a national podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the whole night was amazing, but podcasting on other podcasts changes everything. And I think that we should just take some time before anything like that happens again. Yeah, it's it's escalated. Our relationship has gone to another level. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm ready. It's a big deal. It's a big next step for us. Yeah, so I just thought that we should talk that out. Obviously, and it's it's great to air it all out, you know, on the mm-hmm. air, as they say. On someone's air. On someone's air. Yeah. Uh, We're here talking Dawson's Creek, obviously. Big, big episode here. Um, Really fun episode, honestly. I I enjoyed myself immensely. I feel like, uh, Sarah, did you, were you able to predict the the culprits of the sexual encounter before we were told? I, I mean, I guess so. I just like, I didn't, I actually probably not. Like, I'm not like... If anyone's been following us for a little bit, we, um, Jessica and I see ourselves as amateur detectives. Detective babysitters. We're detective babysitters. (laughs) But I, I don't think I, like, was really following. I think I probably was suspecting maybe more than one couple did it. Interesting. Because I remember last episode, we talked about this, like, at the end of the episode, and we, I, I asked you, like, who do you think's gonna do it first? And I think you did say Andy and Pacey. Yeah, I did, because I I still think that 
um, Dawson and Joey are going to be each other's first, which right. is like kind of like they solidified that in this episode. They essentially made one of those packs where it's like, okay, oh. if like I'm a virgin and you're a virgin by like this yeah. date, we're going to do yeah. it. It's like the same thing as like, oh, if you're 40 and I'm 40 and we're not married yet, let's just get yeah. married. Yeah. Yeah. They made a sex pact. So, um, but. I don't know. On my second watch, it's very, very, very obvious that it was PC and Andy from the very beginning. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. I guess we'll get there, but I'm going to throw this out there as like a question and then we'll dive in. Like, when did they do it, though? Because that's my biggest problem. Did they do it in the car? Maybe. That's that's maybe like and we've talked about that car sex no bueno. But like, that's what I want to know. Like we last saw them and they were like. Let's wait. We're going to leave the bear, the bed and breakfast, mm-hmm. and go into our car. And then they exit the car, and then they're like thanking each other for thank you. No, 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 thank you. <laughs> it's so, disgusting, honestly. Now that we know what they did, I'm like, that's yeah. fucking gross. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for your penis in my vagina. No, thank you for letting me put my penis in your vagina. But it's like basically like I love you more. No, I love you no, more. No, you hang up. No, you. No, you hang up. Yeah, it's like that same energy. But yeah, that's kind of my biggest question of all of this as well. When did this happen? Do they go back to the bed and breakfast? Like, yeah, like here's the thing. I feel like the the main gripe I have is like, okay, the it was a TBC. It was a to be continued, right? Last episode. And like... They showed Pacey and Andy holding hands, like walking outside of the bed and breakfast. So to me, that was like, okay, confirmation that they didn't do it because they had agreed Mm -hmm. like, oh, let's leave. To me, if there was a question of if they did it, they should have left the episode, the last episode with them still in the room. Yes. Because it was very misleading. I mean, probably on purpose. But it was very misleading the way that they ended the last episode only to start this episode with like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, all in all, I really, really did like this episode a lot. Um, I thought that the mystery aspect was very fun. Yeah. It was almost like um, your other show community has these um, like themed episodes. Yeah, yeah. Or genre episodes. That's what you call them. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like. Um, Dawson's Creek's version of a genre episode. Yeah, like a murder mystery. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, we haven't always loved the themed episodes. I'm thinking of like some of the Halloween ones, not our favorite. We loved the full moon, if you're going to count that as like a theme. Um, but yeah, I I really liked this episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm thinking of a way to segment this is probably best to go by like suspect, like suspect couples. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of take like Chris and Abby as a duo. Obviously, they're like the Nancy yep. Drew and Sherlock Holmes of everything, if you want to yeah. give them that much credit. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then we'll tack on some of the extras because we do have, um, you know, we'll, we have the interrogations and then we obviously have the Dawson and Joey of it all. Um, right. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, we could start off in class, which is the natural beginning of the yeah, episode. I think so. I think that makes sense. So um, I don't know if we've seen Mr. Peterson before. <gasps> you don't remember him? What is... He is is the one who was, like, really mean to Jen. I don't remember exactly what he said to her, but I remember 
her like fighting raging against the machine like she he was like the man and he he said something like I want to guess it was misogynistic I just remember not liking him because he was not nice to Jen in season one season okay so that's season one is that like the one where he was like oh you're from like the big city you think you know everything that was him that was him yeah I would have not remembered that at all I just recognized him because I feel like he's also in a different show as like a guest star or something, but I could be okay. I could be wrong about that. Okay, so this is Mr. Peterson's English class, and they all have a presentation about um, literary mysteries. I think honestly, I they think, were, it wasn't very clear. <laughs> okay, I think that that's what that was. But Dawson makes his presentation first, and ev- all the creek creeps are in this class. Yeah. Everyone, even. Is even Jack in this class? Um, I don't think so. No, okay. I think it's which would make sense because he's, he's older. older. It was definitely okay, that means yeah, definitely sense. Andy, Joey, Dawson, Jen, um, Chris, Chris, and I don't know if I, oh Pacey had to be there because he wrote the note, right? No, Pacey was there. Yeah, yeah. so everybody but Jack, which makes sense because he's older, right? So fine. Um, is in this class. Dawson's giving a presentation about, of course, an old film and how mm-hmm. it differs from literary things and you know he sets this up like mysteries are in three sections the setup the testimonials and ultimately the characters end up in one room and there's a final monologue where the mystery is revealed right so and the, the, then the, the denouement right yeah some yeah. fancy french word that i'm not going to try denouement um, and um Uh, Dawson says the key to solving any great crime is a practical understanding of human behavior. So um, from and then, you know, motive from their motives are discovered and the greatest truths are revealed. And then he's like, so like, I'm going to make this like so dramatic. He's like, you never know when a mystery will find you. And he like turns off the lights and there's like a scream Mm -hmm. and everyone's Ah! like, ah, yeah, leave it to Dawson to do this. He has a flair for the dramatics. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it seemed like a good presentation. Maybe like a good A for Dawson. Yeah, he probably got a decent grade on it. He pulls Dawson pulls A's. Yeah. Um, and this is when Mr. Peterson is like, OK, Abby, your turn. And she makes a ridiculous excuse about a temperamental pet schnauzer named Giggles. Giggles ate chocolate laxatives and bled to death internally. Wow. Yeah, not great. That is very dark. Um, Yeah, Abby. Yeah. So he... Abby (laughs) should not be near any animals. I don't think so. No, we we know she has a mean streak for sure. Save the schnauzers. (laughs) Save giggles. Um, He threatens to fail Abby if she doesn't get her shit together, essentially. And this is when we see Chris find the note. Now, why Abby and Chris are still hanging out, your guess is as good as mine. I feel like he has gross Todd to hang out with yeah but you know they're the new disaster duo oh interesting except like honestly like isn't Chris a bit of like a dud in the duo department I mean yeah but at least he goes along with like Abby's plans and doesn't fight back which is the problem like a crony yeah which is why like Jen did not work out as Abby's like number two because Jen put up too much resistance and Abby Mm. needs a go with person yeah she does she needs someone to be able to boss around essentially yeah Um, right so Chris finds the note on the ground and immediately is like showing Abby Uh, he Mm -hmm. asks if she has sex last night 
Um, and this is when Abby reads the note and it basically says, I want to talk to you about last night. The whole night was amazing, but sex changes everything. Um, so Abby is like thrilled about this. She yeah. is like, oh, great. I'm going to, you know, we're going to figure out who it is. It's original. It's creative. This will be my project. There are three likely suspects. And she kind of goes through each one. Pacey and Andy, they're the most obvious option. Joey and Jack, they share their whole artistic vibe. Dawson and Jen, he's on the rebound. And God knows she likes to bounce. Um, <laughs> so ridiculous. And to top it all off, she's like, well, if you film it, I'll let you I'll let you touch me in my bad places like yeah I, this was gross to I me. think Abby was like literally on such a different level this episode but in a fun way like she was absolutely insane so like Abby always gets me back like as as bad as Abby does she always like brings me back because she's absolutely clinically insane so I mean yes it's kind of grody that she's like you know if you do this for me I'll do stuff for you but then again like are you surprised by anything that Abby Morgan does? No, no. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like because her actions did create a fun episode for us. And, and like, I feel like, yeah, she she didn't necessarily scar people forever because she didn't actually do her presentation at the end. But I will say she brought, like, drama to light that has been bubbling under the surface, which I did which appreciate. she always does. That's her specialty. It is. It is. She knows how to bring. Like, she really is, like, a leech sucking the drama out of people and then yeah. just like spitting it out all over the place. <laughs> Dawson's Creek would get nowhere without Abby Morgan. It would be still waters. And yeah. you know what she does? She's a fucking tidal wave. <laughs> yeah. So be grateful for Abby Morgan. She yeah. might be a demon, but be grateful. Exactly. Um so yes. So this let's see. Where do we where do we bounce to next? Cuz this is when the escapades begin with the interrogations um, and Abby basically trying to figure out um, which which couple did it, who done it, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Where would you like to begin? Because we have quite a few couples or we could just go through. I mean, we could really do it either way. We could do Abby interrogating people um, or we could take the couples on their own first. Uh, maybe we should... Maybe we should go through the suspects first. Yeah. Because we still have like where they left off type of thing, right? Right. Yeah. So do we want to start with like Jack and Joey? Yeah, that's great. Okay. Because they, we, in case you missed it, where we left off with them is that uh, Jack is leaving for the night. Um, and then we see them cut to school the next day. Jack is asking Joey if she has regrets and she says no. They're like really awkward around each other. Yeah, I am fully off their relationship. I got it. I got like it's been at first I was very, very excited. And I think I was more excited that like Joey wasn't stooping down to Dawson and like, you know, realized that other people could like her. But I am not feeling this relationship. I don't like it for Joey. I think that Jack is like a major wet blanket. Mm -hmm. Um, He's just kind of boring. Like there's just not much 
there and i don't Mm -hmm. even really feel a spark between them Mm -hmm. um they just they eat awkwardly together and then joey goes to show jack the finished drawing he like stops her which i agree with him like you're about to show a nude picture of him like in the middle of the cafeteria with plenty (laughs) of eyes around why are they all sitting alone like are they is the group of six really that awkward that they can't have lunch together anymore? yeah like you'd think in my mind at least like andy and jack would likely sit together and right, so like then with, with yeah. pacey and joey like at least like they can make a group of four mm-hmm. yeah but then that or like why can't andy and Pacey sit with Dawson and Jen. Yeah, the main trouble is the Dawson, uh, Dawson Joey stuff. Dawson Joey stuff, um, and, and then the, the Jen Dawson, Joey stuff too doesn't. Jen really make Joey, sense. and then um, the the last issue is Jack and Dawson. Right. Ex- oh yeah, they wouldn't sit together. No, I don't, but, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't know. I I imagine that like. Maybe my guess is like Pacey was sitting down first, right? Because Andy approaches him. And so, mm-hmm. like, maybe he was the first to sit down and not to see the others or something. I don't know. I don't know. But it's weird. Regardless, they don't have to sit all alone. No, but regardless, I think it's just to really build the tension because it's super mm-hmm. awkward between them. Um, and Jack says he wants it after Joey submits it into class to remember everything from last night. Weird. Um, weird. Yeah. Really weird to want a naked picture of yourself. To be honest, uh, the final drawing I actually thought was quite decent considering a, she's a newer artist. She's like only taken a few drawing classes. I feel like mm-hmm. it's actually not a bad. It's a good likeness. Yeah, it's not terrible. Like, I think his head is a little small. I think that's my biggest problem. With <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, like, I don't mean to be like an art critic or whatever, mm-hmm. but it, it's a little weird that I mean, the only reason why he probably doesn't want anybody else to like he probably wants to make sure he doesn't get into anybody else's hands. And that's why he wants to hold on to yeah. it. Well, honestly, can't blame him because considering yeah. what Joey does later. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it is just such an awkward situation between the two of them. Mm-hmm. They're not vibing. No. Um, at all. No. And then we have Dawson and Jen. Um, and to, to again, rewind a little bit. They ended their night kind of like out on the little screened in porch area um, in Jen's house. And Jen is like, oh, let's give it 12 hours before we dissect it. Dawson, like, they look very like cuddly cozy kind of. Yeah. And Dawson like kisses her on the forehead as they say goodbye. Yeah. What do you think of this move? No, bad, 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 bad. Like Jen is fully expecting a kiss on the lips and he goes in for the forehead. That is bad bad yeah like that's a bad sign for jen yeah as here's soon the thing as the forehead kiss happened she knew that this was not going forward in yeah. any capacity 1000 percent, i am right there with you forehead kisses are for either you're in a long-term relationship and you have mm-hmm. been for a long time or it's your child those are the only two times you should have forehead kisses you should have forehead kisses for no. someone that you haven't even had sex with no i kind of think forehead kisses are weird um I mean, I don't mind a forehead kiss. I don't know. I'm trying to think. No, I don't mind a forehead kiss. But I think when it's was weird. the last if- time you kissed somebody on the forehead? I don't really kiss on the forehead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's just not my thing. But I don't mind yeah. if someone kissed me on the forehead. But again, 
if it's before sex, that's weird. Like if you haven't even had right. sex with a person yet and you're giving them a kiss on the forehead, maybe like right. maybe that's what would lead people to theorizing. Maybe the producers did this on purpose. The writers, they're like, if Dawson kisses Jen on the forehead, people will assume they've already had sex because it's a very like relationship. I think thing we're to do. we're reaching. We're I mean, reaching. probably. Also, can I yeah. ask you a question? Yeah, where the fuck is Graham's? <laughs> Nowhere. I mean, dead. Honestly, nowhere to be honestly, found. she has to be dead and fucking buried to not hear them come yeah. down the stairs and be talking like this miss fucking checking in on Jen every five seconds. Do you want some fucking milk and cookies? Grams is no yeah. longer present. No Grams, no Doug. Like we really can't afford all these side characters this season. Where no. is all the family? Who, wait, who's Doug? Pacey's brother oh right okay it took me a minute yeah no honestly where is anybody chaperoning these children um it's ridiculous wait hold on um we haven't even seen Brody this season who the hell's Brody oh Bodie oh Bodie yes 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 we haven't seen Bodie no honestly everybody has gone missing um, I don't I don't I think, mind. I think that murderer from last season is on the loose. Serial killer on the loose. Yeah. Yeah, I like I don't mind some cuts, but like to me to have Grams be so overbearing in season one and then mm-hmm. seemingly not give a single flying fuck in season two. Right. It just is mixed signals, you know? Yeah, very sus. Mm-hmm. Um so Dawson, after the last night with Jen, this is what drives me crazy about Dawson. He has, like, no artistic integrity because after that, like, magical night with Jen, he rewrites the whole script. And in his rewrite, the Dawson and Jen character have sex. Well, because everybody was getting on his case about, like, people, like, fucking in this movie. So he was like, you know what? I'm just going to show everybody. Like, I'll have sex in my movie, but not with the person I actually want to have sex with. Mm hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like it is. So he rewrites it and he's like, um, he tells Jen and he's like, I rewrote it, but I didn't like the Dawson character didn't have sex with the Joey character. The Dawson character had sex with uh, the cool and mysterious neighbor. Yeah. From the city. Let's just say you inspired me. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know about gross. this. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. Like, is this also the scene where Dawson's like, oh, don't worry, we're still friends or whatever. Yeah, no, he friend zones her. Like, you just friend zoned her after you nearly had sex with her and you wrote. went to her bedroom. You climbed in her window, bro. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but then to further, like, state like staple the fucking note on her forehead of like i want to have sex with you you wrote in into your script but then you Mm -hmm. call her your friend it's like mixed signal city Mm, well i mean payback for all the mixed single you can't really blame him you can't yeah Yeah. it's it's i'll show you jen i'll be confusing too yeah really honestly um, mm-hmm. And our final uh, whodunit suspect couple, Andy and PC, we, we we already went through the whole thank you. No, thank you. scene. Thank you. <laughs> so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, and then all um, like 
Jack looks concerned, Jen looks concerned, and Pacey looks concerned as they part in the initial scenes. Like, everyone kind of, like, looks off to that distance. Yes. So we don't the, really know in that what moment. What yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So we are at the lunchroom. Pacey is sitting on his own. Andy comes over, covers his eyes, and they kiss. He's, like, pulling away. We got some weird vibes. Yes. Weird vibes. It gave me the ick factor. So yeah. he doesn't want to kiss in public. She's like... I have like a major lust issue. She's like on cloud nine, like as you would be the day after you lose your virginity. Like, you know, she's just happy as a clam Mm -hmm. to just exist. And she's like very much in love. And she's like very happy to see Pacey. And he's being very cold. She thanks him for last night. He was a perfect gentleman and she thoroughly enjoyed herself. And then he says, glad to be of service. I had a nice time, too. I'd rather die. That's terrible. It's a terrible thing to say. Glad to be of service when talking about having sex literally makes you sound like a sex worker. Like it makes you sound like she paid for it. Or that like he did her a favor. Yeah, like it wasn't good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Andy is gorgeous and smart, Pacey. So if anything, she's doing you a favor, you little slug. (laughs) Fucker. Thought you were gonna call him a slut, but slug is so much better. Um, yes, no, and it's like here's the other thing too, right? Like he won't even let her see how he scored on his history quiz, which certainly isn't like him. Um, he <gasps> like what? No, go on. Oh, um, also he's like, oh, I have to study, and like Andy is emotionally intelligent. She can tell mm-hmm. that he is pulling back and he's shutting mm-hmm. down, and not for nothing, but like. I don't understand how Pacey doesn't realize like how this is going to come off to Andy. Like Mm -hmm. it's the day after you had sex with her and all of a sudden you're pulling back. It makes it seem like this was all you were in it for. So bad. And the worst offense is that he says like as she's about to grab the quiz, it's none of your business. And she grab he grabs her wrist. Yeah. No, no, no. Hands off Andy. Hands off Andy. She is precious merchandise. Mm-hmm. None for you. Also, don't grab Andy. You know what's none of someone's business, Pacey? Prescriptions mm. that you snooped on. <gasps> yep. Like, this okay. is way less yep. of a deal than a prescription. It's a fucking history quiz. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, and, like, that's not the first, like, the last time he got a little handsy with Andy this episode. Yeah. He also grabbed her arm in the library, and I didn't like that either. No, I really am not a big fan of that. In my opinion, if someone is trying to, like, walk away from you and get space from you, like, if you're, like, grabbing them to turn them around or something, like, let them go, like, let them get their space. I don't, I don't like when someone, like, manhandles somebody yeah. else like that. Yeah. Hands off today, Pacey. Not happy with you. Yes. Um, so we'll come back to them in a bit because they have a, a scene later on after the Abby interrogation. Um, mm. So we have basically now we have Abby going around. So her and Chris kind of divvy things up and they each take the suspects and they're going around interrogating people <laughs> using different styles to try yeah. to get information this out of them. This was a lot of fun. It was a bit ridiculous, but I did enjoy it. Um, who do you want to go to first? Which Let's interrogation? Just go in order, right? Yeah, that sounds good to me. So first, Abby is, um, you know, prepping her work as a great detective. And she talks to Chris about Dawson's rewrites. And she said that the characters had sex in the rewrites, but like the 
Jen character and the Dawson character. And she said that this is a clue and she wants to help him like with his questioning, his interrogation tactics. Right. So she goes up to Jen immediately and it's just like, so I see these rewrites. Did you and Dawson have sex? Like, it's like she has no grace or tact, whatever. Like, she's bad cop and Chris is like nothing cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she says that, um, you know, she knows that there's a kinky sex scene in it and makes a reference that I don't get because I'm not intelligent. Um, and she says about Mickey Rourke and she says, um, you know, since Dawson's movie is mainly autobiographical, if there's some new scenes acted out, um, we want to know if there's some scenes that were acted out before it was written. Right. And Jen is not impressed by Abby's accusations or by her assumptions. And she Abby goes, well, people do hear things like about the other night. Um, does Dawson Leary have any other hidden talents besides filmmaking? And um, Dawson barely even has a talent in <laughs> filmmaking. So I don't know yeah. why that counts as one of his talents. Yeah, honestly. And then it's, was it worth all the pining? And Jen's is like, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> no, this is this is funny. And you know what? If anybody can handle Abby, I feel like Jen is probably one of the best at it just because she knows her the best, right? So when you know your mm-hmm. enemy, you know your enemy's weaknesses. So I do feel like Jen probably handled this. I mean, we can we could talk about each character and how they handled the wrath of Abby. I would say Jen is probably one of the best at handling it because she's most used to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So dumb Chris is like, oh, it seems like we got a confession out of her. And um, Abby's like a sexual admission from Jen Lindley. Please. That's like Bill Gates admitting that he made two dollars last year. Work is far from over. We still need to figure out whose handwriting is on the letter. Yeah, so this is when they decide that they're going to go get signatures. <laughs> and, oh my God, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, so, so have... now she's a, um, a handwriting uh, analyst. Yes, this is my favorite. So she goes All of to... the Beverly Hills. Remember that um, documentary with Robert Durst and like the <gasps> Beverly Hills thing? Yes, 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 Abby, yes. Abby, Hill, um, Abby Morgan's like looking for like specific letters and misspellings. I can't wild yeah it's hilarious um so we get uh we get Abby approaching Pacey and like saying that she's doing a petition for like a condom dispenser in the bathrooms and she like starts like annoying him and he's like what is the fastest way to get you away from me uh so he immediately signs the petition one signature down yeah yeah one one signature so then um he so then we get Abby going to Jack to sign the petition. Mm-hmm. And I love this line from Jack. Abby, the only thing I support of yours is your execution. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, um, it has to be a good sassy saying of the week. Yeah, that's, that's a, a sick one. burn. So it's Abby straight out once again asks, did you and Joey have sex? And Jack's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, so Chris goes to Dawson and he's like, you know, so much of this movie is like written out from your perspective. So like, please, like, please tell me from your own life experience what the first time was like, because I can't remember. And you're a newcomer. 
it's it's ridiculous. Um, and this is when Dawson is like, "Well, who's your source?" And Chris is like, "Who do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> this is this mystery is really heating up, people. Oh yeah, I know. Is it's it's cooking. Yeah. So Jack's like, we get we switch back to Jack. Jack's like, um, I did not have sex with Joey, and um, or no, he's like, she's like, did you have sex with Joey? He's like. Yeah, no. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. He can't, like, literally, Jack, like, <laughs> is there anything you can do right? Like, you did, like, the the Abby burn. You get, a like, a part, like, a point for yeah. that. But then, like, you get zero points in talking. Like, you no. just, he fumbles yeah. over everything. He's just as yeah. clumsy with his words as he is with freaking, like, half and half containers. <laughs> and then he's like, yes, I did not have sex with Joey. Look, go away. You're demented. <laughs> and then. I think that jack took over like the really dumb lines that are like overly dramatic from dawson oh no he gets the i'm a teenager he got he gets the i'm a teenager stuff like his lines are always so like over the top yeah so what do we think so far um so we have right so how do we think jack handled this uh in comparative to jen how she handled abby i think that jack might have responded better if Chris came up to him like why did Abby think that was ever going to work investigating Jack like you like totally like ruined Andy's yeah week. I don't yeah. know if her life I think no life but is at a least dramatic. led her to have a serious meltdown so right. there's so absolutely like, no world in which he's no. gonna tell you anything no absolutely not that was yeah. a bad move by Abby she should have like let they she should have switched because like <gasps> Dawson she should have hired somebody because oh. like I just feel like Dawson doesn't like Chris we already know that um right and nobody likes Abby <laughs> No, nobody likes Abby. Yeah. So, okay. So then who else do we have? Kenny? She probably could have gone Kenny to... Oh, my um, poor Kenny. Yeah, she probably could have gone um, bully Kenny into this Maybe. mess. But the most yeah. susceptible to Abby's wins is obviously Andy. And yeah. Andy believes it hook, line, and sinker. Uh, Abby is like, oh, well, Pacey told Dawson who told Jen and who told me. Um... I just feel like Andy, first of all, Andy, why are you believing? Why are you even having a conversation with her after what she did to you? Okay. And more importantly, what in the world, like, little pencil shop does Andy work in at school? <laughs> it looks like the school store. That's what I thought it was. She, Andy got a job at the school store selling erasers? I bet you, like, she volunteered for it. Like, I just feel like Andy is, like, whatever will get me into college, right? Like, yeah. I will do literally anything and everything. So she interns in the school library. That's the, that's the, I mean, she later is working at the book, uh, what is it called? Book fair. The book fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I can't wait to talk about the book fair. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she is, like, but, like, I mean, Abby does play this really, really well. Oh, so, no, no shade to Abby. I just am, if I'm Andy, I'm not even entertaining a conversation with Abby. Well, Andy's, you know, she's very, very smart, but she's very naive. Mm-hmm. And she's still, like, new girl. And, like, she really is, like, can't get away from Abby. Well, I also so, think, 
I just think like she already has these insecurities because Pacey yeah. was acting weird. And so yeah. I feel like even just hearing his name, she's like on high alert, right? Like I feel like yeah. if, she, if she didn't have that awkward interaction with him earlier in the episode, she probably wouldn't have even entertained this whole thing with uh, Abby. But because... You don't think that she's terrified of Abby? <laughs> oh no, she definitely is. But I, I still think... Andy has enough spark in her to be like, fuck yeah. off at and or excuse me. Andy and Abby is like a, a mouthful. Uh fuck oh, off, Abby. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I I, I think that she kind of just freezes with Abby. Abby's scary. I mean, she's probably afraid that like whatever she says like will be will and will be used against, used against you in the court her of Abby. In a court of law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um Andy is like obviously very very rattled and upset by what uh basically it's uh abby is saying that pacey told dawson that like they had sex but it like wasn't good or there was something wrong about it basically right yeah because and she's like you know it's not your fault like all of his experiences with a 40 year old teacher (sighs) um so what does he expect from you and then andy like slams down her clipboard all well the petition and storms off (laughs) yeah and then we have probably a better idea to have chris uh attempting to to like to interrogate joey joey yeah Yeah. joey would not give abby the time of day no she's way too experienced with abby's shenanigans um so chris gives joey a copy of dawson's script um and joey accidentally leaves behind the drawing of jack um, this was, yeah. I thought, probably the most ingenious of all of the plans because in, I feel like manipulation is all about getting people to do what you want them to do without like telling them you want them to do it. Yeah. And so giving her yes. the script gives her the ammunition without directly being like, have you right. seen the rewrites? Look at who yeah. had six. Yeah. And you he know? says like, you know what? If you don't feel comfortable, no biggie. Like, you know, I just right. want like, I'm just going to leave it here with you. And if you want it, you want it. If you don't, then you don't. It's and we fine. all know Joey's going to read it. So. Oh, yeah. So she accidentally leaves behind her drawing of Jack, which, of course, Chris finds. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So. So, which leads Abby to, at in the evening, go into Dawson's room. And in a full cheetah why, dress. <laughs> full cheetah dress. Why does, why do the locks, like, why is nobody guarding the door no, in this house? Nobody locks. This is like small mm-hmm. town USA. Nobody mm-hmm. locks their doors at night. They obviously should and their windows. Maybe even yeah. put some bars on that shit because yeah. people just creeping into people's windows all day long. Is Gail there? Gail's probably like drunk off of like I was just three say, Pinot Grigios and yeah. she's just like, hi girly, like go upstairs. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Gail is more like still mourning the divorce and is like sobbing somewhere in sobbing the like at the fireplace yeah i could see that like she has the chair tossing the pictures fireplace. of mitch into the fireplace. <laughs> cry sobbing yeah um, looking in the pictures yeah yeah and this is when uh dawson just like just has no time for for abby's no. shit he's just like we didn't have sex um, and this is when Abby just like digs the, just takes a knife and stabs Dawson in the heart by telling him that jo- uh, Joey and Jack had sex. And she gives him the drawing of Jack. Uh, has mm-hmm. Joey ever drawn you naked? 
<laughs> no, like Joey won't even show Dawson any drawing. No, so. and I also think that like, can you picture the scene of Dawson and and uh, Joey doing like the naked drawing? They, like, they there's would be no cracking way. up the whole time. Yeah, they couldn't do it. Yeah, no, they're like too immature. Yeah, they'd be like snickering. Yeah, they couldn't handle it. Um, no, and uh, yes. Yeah, so this is, <laughs> um. I just, uh, Jack McPhee drawn naked, Dawson Leary drawn out of the picture. (laughs) I did love that line. Abby, I'm telling you, Abby's just on a different level this episode. She has such good lines. Incredible. Listen, like everybody hates her. We understand. I am not, I'm not saying she is a good person. What I'm saying is she brings the drama. I'm saying that she's an amazing television character. Yes. And we as podcasters who podcast about this show appreciate all the drama she brings because it's amazing oh yeah oh it's so good (sighs) so oh and then this is the worst line after all these years you were in joey's first and you're certainly not going to be her last so i guess that makes you her nothing that's that's the sassy saying that's the sassy saying it's so good it's so good it's oh my gosh yeah it is brutal dude brutal then we have her we cut the next day to school and she goes um, they're making an announcement about the book fair. And she's like, don't we have enough to read for school? They want us to start reading for pleasure, too. <laughs> and then, like, he, like, Chris, like, tries to, like, um, touch her in some capacity. And she goes, oh, like, hands off. I don't want to catch any of your diseases. I mean, noted. Uh, same. Noted. Same, yeah. Abby. Like, I, oh I, I, the one thing I do enjoy about Abby is how, like, she is immune to Chris's charms. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, um, yeah. She's just strictly using him for business purposes. Right. Um, so now yes. they got out the wax seal, the stationery, the big <laughs> feather pen, and they're like scribbling in the bathroom or like under the bleachers. Yeah. Like, dearest, like, Josephine. Friends. Yeah, Josephine, <laughs> you're cordially invited for me to ruin your life at 7 p.m. tonight. Please attend. Yeah. Sincerely, a dress code is business casual. Sincerely, Ab- Abigail. Um, yes, so everybody is going to be getting these notes. Um, do we want to start at the book fair? Because there's a few different people there. Yeah, um, let's go to the book fair. This book fair is like popping off. All I want to do in my life is go to this book fair. Honestly, book fairs when I was in elementary school were like my favorite day. I got oh, yeah. scholastic so excited. Scholastic book day. Yes, that's how you know yeah. you're a nerd when it's like book day is the fucking shit, man. Get me all revved up for fucking book day. Yeah, how much money did you typically get for book day? Scholastic oh, my parents didn't give day. me a ton. And I remember not... Like all the like really cool things that were like not at all educational were so expensive and I never had enough to like buy them. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. stuff that had like braided jewelry that you could make and shit like that. Yeah. I wonder realistically how much they gave us versus like, I don't know. Like, do they do you think that they sent us off with like 10 bucks or like not even that much? Or well, was, didn't our did parents really give-, give it to us and then they. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like, I'm, my parents I'm probably trying... gave me, like, 10 bucks. Maybe 20. Maybe That buys 20. nothing. No, it doesn't. I mean, especially nowadays. And then there's, like, kids that come in with $50. Like, and they bought kid? the thing that was, like, a bracelet. I guarantee it. Or the blank check. Yeah. Oh, the blank, with the blank check. check. The dream. Yeah. Honestly, the dream. Yeah. You know what? When I have a kid and they want cool-ass books from a book fair, they're getting a lot of money and they're getting cool-ass books. 
Well, good for them, spoiled little brats. Probably, but they'll be smart spoiled brats. <laughs> Make sure Sarah Jr. gets just all the good Sarah stuff. Sarah G- Why would she be a junior if she's my kid? I don't know. I don't Specifically know. Sarah Jr. Um, so we're at the book fair, uh, Pacey comes up to Andy and she is like instantly pissed. Like you, there's fire coming out of her fucking like face. All crimes. Yeah. Yeah. So she says that, what does she say? She, she asks Pacey what he's been saying about them. Like, this is what I, I didn't like about Andy's approach is like, she doesn't even give Pacey a minute to explain anything she automatically believes Abby which first of all even if Abby hadn't done what she had done and like exposed all of Andy's family drama Mm -hmm. you still like default to believing your boyfriend I I think I I probably I probably would unless it came from like Dawson himself right like it's not even a good source like it's not a trustworthy source where you're getting this information from and I understand like she already is like a little bit frazzled from this morning Mm -hmm. with with Pacey but still she comes in real hot and really basically all in out accuses him of being like, I know you told Dawson, um, Abby knows about the other night, and um, I think that you've been spreading a warped revisionist version of our night. Right, yeah. Um, so she's like, the other night was personal, personal, and the fact that there's some, yeah, you just said that, literally. But she's just saying, like, you ruined our special night. Right. He says, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I am, like, sorry for the weirdness from the day before, but I really want to talk to you. Um, but like whatever you're saying is just like really confusing. I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I'm fully on Pacey's side here. Like it seems like this is the moment. I mean, I don't know why he's choosing the book fair as the moment, but it does seem like he's about to like at least explain to Andy why he's been like acting strangely today. Yeah. And like before he can even do that, she's coming at him real hot with like these accusations. Yeah. And I feel like the fact that Abby's name gets brought up in the middle of it, Pacey's immediately like, how do you even believe this over me? And I would be right, insulted yeah. too, you know? Yeah. And he's like, if you know what, if this is what you think, then we really don't have anything to talk about. And yeah. then I'm I'm going. And then that's when Andy finds her wax sealed letter. Yes. Her, uh, it reminds me of like the pretty little liars thing, like signed A. And it actually fits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, never like why would they why would all six of these people go at seven o'clock? Such a bad call. Yeah, and I have no idea like how like I want to know what the letters actually even said, right? Um to, yeah. to convince them to go there. Um yeah. but uh so then we have we're still at the book fair and we have Jen and Joey. And mm-hmm. whoo, the air got real cold all of a sudden. <laughs> right, yeah. It's so awkward between them. Um yeah. Jen asks uh, Joey if she read the script and Joey's like acting like all cool. Yeah, like I flipped through it. Like we all know she read that shit cover to cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? She's like, well, I think it's a one sided view of a story that would be better left untold. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like and this is when Joey's like, I wonder what other parts of the script are autobiographical, because now she has the rewritten script where right. Jen and da- the Jen and Dawson characters have sex. Right. And so in her mind, she's like, what the fuck? Like everything else in this seems to be true. So is this also true? Um, right. And Jen, like, 
I don't know why Jen even bothers at this point. Like, why even bother Joey with any of this? Maybe you should talk to the writer. Like, if you if you're going to if you know this conversation is going to go poorly, why would you even start having a conversation with Joey? I don't get why she's even trying still. I don't know. I really, really don't know why Jen keeps trying with Joey besides the fact that she's just so desperate. But why don't she try with Andy? Andy's going to be more receptive. That's exactly, exactly. Like she already seems to like have this thing going on with Dawson. If she really wants to pursue this thing with Dawson, it's like, why are you even trying to approach Joey? Because it's that's not going to last if you want the thing with Dawson to last. It doesn't make much sense to me. It just felt like she was just like, oh, it it felt kind of like kind of braggy, kind of like, oh, well, have you seen the new script? Even though she didn't say it in that way, it felt like there was a layer of that in there. I mean, there's probably a little bit of that. She's probably finds it like, oh, like, did you see it? Like funny in a way? I don't know. I just feel like... Jen is such like, she's such... I don't I don't even know. She's become like more of a shit stirrer. And I wonder if it's just like Abby's influence on from this season, because I remember season one. She was definitely like the peacekeeper. Um, She was working overtime to make sure everybody was comfortable and everybody got along. And now it feels like not that way. Spent months with everybody treating her like crap. So I know. But then why even approach Joey? Right. Like, in my opinion, just don't even bother. But yeah, it's it doesn't go well, (laughs) obviously. I don't I don't know. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So we find we see Jack finding his letter mm-hmm. and asking um, Dawson comes up to him and asks if he knows where Joey is. She said he says that she's at the book fair. Dawson says, well, he'll probably you'll probably see Joey before I do. So, you know, make sure you give her this. And he hands Jack the Jack drawing. And Dawson was like, I was overwhelmed. Dot, dot, dot by her talent dun 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 yeah it's so awkward like and here's the thing i feel like the most fire the most passion we ever see from jack isn't when he's with joey it's when he's with dawson with dawson he's way more like animated way more like i i like him way more when he's annoyed with dawson (laughs) because he's kind of like what the fuck do you want now dude like what he's like what do you want to fight again like just leave me alone yeah and this is the jack that i actually kind of enjoy is is this version yeah yeah yeah, it's like, what do you want from me? You want, you're going to punch me again? Like, just do it. Like, I'm too tired for yeah, this Yeah, do crap. what you're going to do and let's get it over with. Yeah, like, what What do you want? Yeah. Like, leave me alone. He's like, no, I just want to show you this drawing that you, yeah. that you have. I've seen you naked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> look at, He's look like, your abs you, look nothing it? like mine. Yeah, yeah. I was overwhelmed by your abs. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, and then we get to uh, later that night. Everybody shows up at the classroom. Yeah. So first Jack, then Jen, then Andy comes in, Pacey, then Joey. And everyone's like, what's going on? And then Pacey's like, 
I have a feeling like I know what's going on. And then Dawson comes in. He's like, well, I have no clue what's going on. It's like, because you're an idiot. Yeah, Pacey like, knows what's up. It, has nobody been keeping track of how awful Abby is? Has no one taken notes here? Like, <laughs> we've been watching this ep- these episodes. You people have been living these episodes and you still <laughs> don't know what's going on? No, on. that's why, like, Pacey's definitely, like, kind of the smartest of the bunch in his own way because he's like I know what this crap is like I understand yes so then Abby comes in and she's just like oh look all of my favorite people gathered in one room what a surprise I've too bad I forgot my camera no I didn't here's Chris filming and here's the thing it is dark AF in that room somebody turn on a fucking lighter he's getting blackness (laughs) no yeah night vision that movie's really oh my god it's it's like uh what's that what's the um Blair Witch yes yes literally like yeah Blair Witch Project here (laughs) um so Abby starts her questioning she's you know this is just like any you know mystery movie where she has to make it like super dramatic and and, like I loved it I loved it I loved the like fun she chewed the fucking scenery like she's like oh my gut instinct was Dawson and Jen maybe in the heat of a in the moment he needed a Joey replacement then I thought he's waiting for Joey Jen has too many issues to bump someone she's actually emotionally interested in and I was like (laughs) holy shit she's going for it man oh yeah So Jack and Joey. Joey is the liberated woman these days and underneath Jack's sensitive little boy um, lost facade. I have a feeling there's a real sex pig just waiting to jump out. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready to graduate to a real woman. And then Jack's like, you're so wrong. And then Dawson is like, is she though? Is she? Yeah, he is. (laughs) Dawson is now fired up. Um, and, uh, we've all seen the drawing and this is, it was for our class. Ridiculous. And this is when we get the Joey and Dawson argument. Um, and they're both like, well, maybe I slept with Jack. Well, maybe I slept with Jen. And they're both just like screaming at each other and they both yell yes. And thank God we actually have Jack and Jen in the room, which again, very stupid to say you slept with somebody when that person is sitting right in the room, Joey and Dawson. (laughs) What if they're going to just go along with it? Yeah. And this is when Jen is like, that's not the truth. We didn't have sex with it. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't go through with it and neither could Dawson. And then Jack says the same thing. Like we didn't have sex either. And they both just yeah. look like so sheepish after this. It's like you both yeah. know you're trying to hurt the other person. Yeah. Yeah. So Abby then is like, well, we only have one couple left. And Andy's like, well, I didn't write it. And Abby's like, well, duh, bitch. I know. I checked the handwriting. It's Pacey. And then Andy is like, is it true? Is it? Is it true? Yeah, I feel so bad for Andy. So you sleep with me, but you don't want me. You disgust me. And she leaves. And Pacey looks just, like, devastated. Yeah. And then Jack, like, puffs up again. He's like, how dare you you have sex with my sister and then not want to be with her? (laughs) I'm mean now. This is mean, Jack. (laughs) And he's like, it's not like that. It's not. And Jack's like, okay, then I'll sit back down. Yeah, okay. He, like, he's, like... (laughs) He's just, I can't, I can't stand Jack sometimes. I don't know. He's just, he's not cutting it for me. I mean, I'm excited to see because we are at the halfway mark. We are going to get your character rankings. Um, So I'm, I'm yeah. curious to see where he falls just because I feel like he's, just, he's not landing for me. Um, yeah. So everybody's leaving and, and mm-hmm. Jen has, woof. I mean, I don't know if I would say this is a sassy saying. It's like a sassy paragraph. But a sassy girl, monologue. Girl, sassy monologue it is because she roasted and toasted Abby. She says, 
I don't know where you come from or who has the misfortune of being responsible for your existence, but you're a lying, manipulative, and cruel person. And the fact that you're only 16 years old makes me more sorry for you than any of the people's lives in this room you're intent on destroying. You're pathetic. Yeah. Masterpiece. She leaves. Abby looks a little shook. Yeah, she dropped that fucking mic, man. That was great. <laughs> like, I, I love the who has the misfortune of being responsible for your existence. I would parents. love to meet Abby's parents. That's the only thing that Please. I want in this world. I don't even care about, like, all the other characters' parents. I just need to see where Abby came from. Do we meet Abby's parents? Uh, I believe so. Yay! Yeah, I hope they're terrible. <laughs> It'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So and that's how that whole scene ends. Um, that was a great scene. It was so, so good. fun. It was so amazing. Do we yeah. want to bounce to Andy and back PC? Back to class. Oh, Ooh, with back to class. Oh, with. um. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Go ahead. At class, Joey's giving her presentation on Agatha Christie. And then Mr. Peterson calls on Andy again. And she like takes out her like little video cassette tape and like I don't know some sort of she's like, like a binder? file folder like yeah. a real ass detective she did she did she a, here's my dossier um and she, like everyone's looking at her like everyone's like watching her um and you know he asks her if she is it possible that you have any integrity to your education and you know Abby decides not to show the presentation. Yeah. And she says, I wouldn't want to disappoint you, Mr. Peterson. I didn't do it. And integrity, just for the record, is a tired notion lasting in the late 70s. And Abby gets an F, probably has to go to summer school. Yeah. Um, but Andy gets called on. She whispers thank you to Abby. And Abby's like, whatever, but like says it with a smile. Yeah, she, she's like, she knows smirky. that she did one good thing in like the whole entire school year. And she's never going to stop telling people about it. She's like, oh, you remember that one time I was actually fucking nice to you? Well, forget it. Yeah, I was nice. I'm always nice. Remember the time I didn't make you embarrassed and ruin your life? Yes. Oh my God. Ridiculous. Um, do we want to close the loop on Pacey and Andy and then bop yeah. to the two other couples? Okay. Um, so Pace, this is like, it's been very rainy this entire episode very, very for the last rainy. few days. And, yeah. uh, Pacey like chases after Andy gets into her car and it turns out that he actually like got an A on his history quiz. Um, and it really like throws him off because he's like, this changes everything. Like, I, you know, ever since we had sex, like, should we, should we have waited? Should we have slowed down? He's like, he doesn't know what to expect because he's so afraid now that he has Andy because she's like the single most important thing or most, excuse me, most important being to ever grace his existence. Um, and he admits that he's falling hopelessly in love with her. And so he's just, he's just terrified. Um, what do you, how do you feel about his excuse for acting off? I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't like his stupid excuse. Um, I don't I I think like what he's saying is that he's afraid to lose her, but he doesn't even say that clearly. Oh, I Um, I, I mean, I guess that's part of it, but I thought it was even bigger than that. I don't get it. Like, maybe I'm just being stupid, but I like he I don't like it when men are cold to women or like I guess anyone's cold to somebody else because of something that's going on internally but they can't voice it so then you just make that person feel like shit like I just don't like how he treated Andy and honestly I don't like how he treats Andy a lot of the time like he's 
very, very good to her and then sometimes very, very awful to her. And I don't like it how Andy's continuously always forgiving him. I'm kind of sick of it, actually, because she's a precious angel baby and she doesn't deserve it. And if I see like him break up with her, I'm literally going to have an aneurysm because (laughs) like I can't stand it. Like she's too good for him. She's falling in love with him, too. She he took her virginity. He treated her like crap the next day. Like, this is just like gross. And I I don't know, like, I don't mean to get on my high horse, but like, I mean, I love Andy. I just think that she's a really, really good girl. And I don't like how she's so forgiving to Pacey. Yeah. So I'll just say like how I read this scene, because I think it's I just think I don't like think a little I get bit, it. I think, I think they're too just a emotional more, to understand what he means. I think there's just like a little bit more going on. Like just because he's grown up with basically nobody believing in him and nobody ever giving him a chance and people just looking at him like he's the laughing stock of his family. He's the black sheep. He He's a joke. Everybody has always treated him as a joke. And Andy is the first person who's really come into his life who has taken a chance on him, seen his potential And really like wanted him to do better for himself. And so now he's actually seeing the results, you know, the fruits of his labor, essentially, in getting an A in history. And now I think he's nervous because changing sex or excuse me, having sex changes everything, right? Like it's a huge step in their relationship. And so I feel like he just sees that as like, oh my gosh, this is going to change everything. Did I just ruin a good thing that we had by having sex and like messing it up? And I feel like he's so afraid of messing things up and hurting Andy that he, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. He ends up hurting her by pulling back because he's afraid of hurting her later. So that's how I read it. And I, I do, I guess I forgive him a little bit knowing that this is like his first serious girlfriend. Like, First relationships are tough and there's a learning curve and they haven't been together that long. So mm-hmm. I feel like maybe there's a little bit more, uh, you know, a, I'm a little bit more apologetic for him or sympathetic towards him because this is his first relationship and he's still trying to figure things out. Um, and both him and Andy have baggage, right? They're both bringing things into the relationship that they need to work on. Um, obviously, Andy is a perfect angel and we all know that, but she does have baggage. So... I don't know. I I don't like how he pulled back, but I ultimately enjoyed how the how it ended. Right, like they they Andy understands, she forgives him, and you know, like she always does. I mean, it's not been that many times. <laughs> it feels like it's continuous. To be honest with you, I don't I don't know. I I don't like I don't know if I'm projecting, but like Pacey, like not appreciate. I don't know. Pacey not treating her that well the day after this happened really irks me. And I just think that. Well, I looked at it in like one scene, right? Like, I feel like it's not really fair to put this all on Pacey when he had one awkward scene. He tried to go talk to her about it and she immediately accused him of telling everybody they had sex and he didn't get a chance to. So I feel like it's not really fair to him. He tried to tell her. I I saw him writing the note as like really trying to take the time to put his thoughts on paper and get it right so that he would say it correctly. And then it's just the, lo- the note yeah. got lost. Yeah, I honestly think that this just comes down to like 
our personalities. Yeah, and probably. Like, <laughs> like I like kind of take a lot of offense to all of this because I'm kind of more of like an emotional person mm-hmm. and you're more practical. Like you're seeing the more logical end of it. And I'm thinking like how she's feeling, like how yeah. like she'll think about like the week that she, or the couple days that she lost her virginity in like 20 years and how it's gonna like the next day was like sour like I don't know mm-hmm. um and I just don't I like when people like I don't like it when people are cold to me yeah so. no that totally tracks um yeah I could see that and I just think like to me this was like a a blip or like a you yeah. know like a drop in the bucket I, I didn't see mm-hmm. it as like a huge upset to their relationship really but I guess it I really know. depends what perspective you're coming from yeah um, well she says that she's scared too yeah but she's falling in love with him also I just um, think she handles her fear in a completely different way than he does. I I just like don't really get it that much. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being dense today. Well, I, I want to know. know. Maybe maybe we got feedback on it or maybe people can write yeah. in and say and explain where they're, you know, where they fall on it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But let's move on to Jack and Jen, who we haven't really seen much together um, since we saw them at the dance. Um, and yeah. I was happy to see this pairing again. I well, I mean, to be honest with you, this pairing it seems to be more stable than other pairings that I've oh, seen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And this is when so basically we have them sympathizing <laughs> with being second string, playing second string. Jen basically says, "You'll get used to it." Um, and uh, Jen basically says, "You know, I can't do anything about Dawson. Um, he's not he's not there yet. When he climbs in my window, it better be for me." Um, and I just, I st- lock I st- your windows. I still don't quite understand Jen and where she's coming from. I, I, she's flipped back and forth a million times in one season. It's really hard yeah. to understand exactly what she wants. She's very confusing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Jack thinks it's really cool that Jen can just like unleash and like talk about her feelings to somebody that like she barely knows let alone like anybody else like Jack mm-hmm. can't even talk to anybody his best friend girlfriend sister let alone a stranger yeah and Jen's like well why don't you give it a shot like tell me how you think like things are with Joey are going and she encourages him to talk um she promised it he's like it's really embarrassing he was like I promise I won't tell anybody and then he says that the issue why they didn't have sex, which I don't really think is the real issue why they didn't have sex. But in his perspective, it's because I think he was insinuating that he couldn't get it up. That's definitely what he was insinuating. But what is it that you think is the true reason? Joey would have never had sex with Jack. Oh, I think I, I think it's all a matter of perspective. I think he views the reason they didn't have sex yeah, is no, because that, he yeah. couldn't. But yeah. yeah, I agree. I don't think Joey would have either. And I think yeah. that it's very obvious that it was probably due to being scared because we know he got one earlier in the night talking about right. painting shit. Yeah, the the towel. Yeah, the towel, the tent in the towel situation. Or he couldn't stay. Yeah. Hard. One way or the other, he yeah. couldn't perform. Um, and Jen was like, I've been there. Those things never cooperate. (laughs) That was very funny. I love that line. And here's the thing. I love Jack and Jen. I think like I really loved them in the dance episode. I think their dynamic is interesting. And they both have like they're both in such a weird, unique situation where they're like pining after somebody who's pining after somebody else. 
Um, right. And I kind of like them And nobody else friends. can relate to each other but them. Right. I really like them as friends, and I hope we get to see more of this duo in the future because I enjoyed yeah. this scene a lot. Yeah. I mean, this scene was... Um, you know very supportive it wasn't like she said to jack it's not normal it doesn't happen to every guy and it is a big deal yeah. <laughs> she said it's very normal it does happen and yeah. it's not that big of a deal and those things never cooperate <laughs> and those things never and cooperate like i don't know tell me if you think differently but i found both jack and jen more likable in this scene when they're together than they were with any other person i agree yeah, yeah. i'm getting i'm getting these vibes I'm getting like a potential love match vibe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, if they have to be so incestuous that they have to keep dating each other, then this <laughs> then is my go. next. I mean, I always say like there's other people in the creek besides these. Like these are the only s- people in the creek. <laughs> oh, these six to eight people yes. plus Kenny. Plus like, there's Kenny. other people. Yeah, there's other people. Um, so let's finish things off with Dawson and Joey, who just keep getting stuck in the rain together. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know, earlier in the episode, we see Dawson asking to see the art. She says no. She asks him about the movie. He tries to evade the question. because He's like, I can't find a leading lady. Um, she says, it looks like you're looking for Julia Roberts. And he says, what I need is a you. Um so she asks about the script and she's like, I hope it's not a character assassination. He's like, I would never write anything hurtful about you ever. I hope you know that. Um, and then later on, we have Joey um, at her locker and Dawson comes up to her. Mm-hmm. And, and this- then they talk about not having sex. Yeah, like. And this is so this is what's frustrating is they both are like acting like they're both interested in other people. And yet then Joey says something like, oh, well, it's not about the perfect setting or about the perfect timing. It's about the perfect person. And there's just like this long lingering look at each other. And it's like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we pretending to be interested in Jen and Jack when like you both are still in, you know, you're both still like, I don't know, in love with each other or like have feelings for each other. And then we, like, they're back outside again. Oh, why did you want me to think you slept with Jack? I don't know. The same reason you wanted me to think you slept with Jen. And it's just, like, I I did kind of like the, like, simple line of, like, Joey, I miss you. Like, why don't you just say more what you're feeling sometimes? You know what I mean? Like, we don't need to speak in riddles. (laughs) No, everyone has to talk in riddles on the creek. Yeah. Yeah, and then they end up, uh, Joey's like, well, maybe we can, uh, or, or I think it's Dawson who's like, maybe we can make a run for it. And Joey's like, let's walk. Um, yeah. So they're going to try to be friends. Let's see how this works out. How long do you think this is going to last? I don't know. Not that long. Yeah. Um, this was a great episode. I mean. Oh, phenomenal episode. It, One of my favorites of the season so far. Yeah, I just think it had like a fun hook and it and it got everybody involved. It kind of had all those pairings. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It'll be fun to see where we go from here. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to go to go on to the next episode as always. Me too. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. One more sassy saying. OK. Um, Chris is like, you're like Nancy Drew. But from hell and Abby goes and you know it or yeah, something like that. I did love that. I did. Love oh, no. That. Don't you forget it. Yeah. Don't you forget it. Oh, my God. OK, so we have an email from Dirtbag Kelly. Love it. 
Um, okay, I'm not sure if Jess answered this on the pod, but the true theme song does show up on season six, episode 23. Oh, so interesting. We will see it eventually. Yeah. Is that the, that's in the, the show. last two, um, the last episode? It makes sense. Yeah. That it would be towards the, I think that's the last season. So that must be like one of the last episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, Kyle told me that too recently. Interesting. Yeah. Um, this aired on January 20th, 1999, um, which is our first episode of 1999. 1999 was a great year. It was. Yeah. Um, I don't think Mr. Peterson cares for Dawson's flair for the dramatics. Something most people do. <laughs> and Dirtbag Kelly sympathizes with poor giggles. Um, yes. Keep the poor schnauzer away from <laughs> Protect the schnauzers. So by how the note is written, I feel like we can rule out that Jen or Joey wrote it. So by just writing it, I think it's he thinks that it's safe to say that it was probably a man that wrote this note. Mm, Interesting. Just by the tone. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks that Pacey and Jen are acting weird. Um, (laughs) He thinks he likes the line. God knows that she likes to bounce. Yeah, about um, Jen. And then how does Joey leave behind the picture? I mean, it is a pretty large folder. So I think she was just she so, was distracted. She was so thrown off by the script. I just yeah. feel like it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Is Abby Nancy Drew from hell? I think so. 100%. 100% she is. Yeah. I love I like I just mentioned that line. I thought it was great. How is the school still open at seven? Uh, maybe they had like a school event or something. I don't know. Yeah. But then like the gates always come down. We didn't have It's gates. always scary when you're at school at night and the lights are off. Um, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I know that, yeah, Abby is canceled by Sarah, but this is a solid Abby episode. Oh, yeah. We fully She has some that. amazing lines. Just being her terrible self that we love to hate. 100%. And shows, a, yeah, and shows a little bit hard at the end. Um, Okay, so this is my official stance on Abby at the moment. As of June 17th, I have forgiven Abby, and I am welcoming Abby back into my heart. How about that? <laughs> is that okay? That's lovely. I hope I didn't overhype this episode too much. It seems obvious to me that Pacey and Andy were the ones that did it, but I was super proud of myself back in the day. I fully agree that Dawson's movie is about him and Joey, but it's also like not right. Like he is a filmmaker, so he's going to be creative somewhat, right? Oh, no. It Based on the conversation or the, the script reading that Pacey and Dawson were doing in the last episode, it sounds like literally like verbatim some of the conversations that him and Joey had had. I felt like it's completely autobiographical. What do you think that Joey did not like about the script about her? Um, I imagine it probably didn't paint her in the nicest light if like he had the scene of her breaking up with him. Mm. Um, And I mean, I assume the biggest thing was like him and Jen having sex. Well, did he put in the beauty pageant in his movie and that he only thought that Joey was attractive because he she wore makeup once? (laughs) Honestly, it didn't bother her then. So I can't imagine it bothered her in the present. Do you think that Dirtbag Kelly overhyped this episode too much? No, I loved it. I think this is an amazing episode. Absolutely not. I think that this is a phenomenal episode. I think that it was underhyped. Yeah. How about that? And I feel like season two... 
again, firing on all cylinders. I feel like it's yeah. going to be hard for another season to top this one in terms of like our enjoyment mm-hmm. so far, oh, at yeah. least so far with how season so two good. is going. Yeah. Um, the, the reason why is because, you know, it's fictional because he says that he slept with Jen in the movie. Also, he wrote super kinky sex scene. He doesn't know anything about that. I mean, so, just at that point, though, like, I feel like he let his imagination run wild with that. But I feel like before yeah. that moment, it was like all autobiographical. Yeah. Did anybody catch the top of the crossword behind Mr. Peterson? No. No, no we're going to have to look into that. Interesting. But what does it say? Does it say, like, does it have a secret it was, spoiler? It was Pacey the whole time. It was Pacey the whole time? <laughs> Is that what it says? I don't know. It would be funny, though. Um, Let's see. I want to know. You're going to sleuth? Let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a sleuth. Okay. Let's see. Where's Mr. Peterson? Megan. Uh, I'm Mr. Peterson. I'm a meanie. <laughs> It's a great impression of him, by the way. Oh, God. I'm such a mess. <laughs> Where is the... I think you see at the end. I'm sorry. This is a disaster. It's going to take forever. Leave me... It says Big Dickens. <laughs> is that what you want? <laughs> it says to Big Dickens? <laughs> what? Big Dickens. Oh, my God. It, is that what you wanted us to look at? Big Dickens? You just wanted us to read Big Dickens on the podcast. <laughs> Wait. Okay. It also really says earning that explicit rating uh, down here. It says BC dumbass. It also says BC dumbass because, because dumbass. dumbass. Yeah. What kind of crossword um, answer is that? Risk. Uh, jazzy. It's very. But wow. I think Big Dickens is my favorite. Titillating. Yeah. Great work as always, ladies. Um, and uh, Kelly's still um, campaigning for Felicity, which. We hear you. Kelly, we, we hear you. It's still going to be a while, no matter how many times you write about it. <laughs> uh, I understand. Oh, Felicity. Um, okay. We have an email from Linda. Linda, I just want to also say, once again, I was have been thinking about your last email, and I just really appreciate you. So yes, that's a side note for Linda. I appreciate all of our listeners, but nonetheless especially you linda stop that no 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 everyone equal everyone equal hey ladies back at it again with some thoughts about sex she wrote after what happened to her first project why on earth would joey pull out her second drawing in front of jack in the cafeteria oh my god you're so right Where not is in the cafeteria milk? anywhere but the cafeteria <laughs> yes he has way too many condiments and beverages to be <laughs> yeah dickens definitely not in the cafeteria oh my gosh not about me and joey not about me and Joey, what I need is you. Hashtag. What is this? Awkward. At least he's finally admitting it. Oh, Dawson, Dawson is saying it's not about me and Joey. Yeah. Okay. Literally, any everyone could see it was about him and Joey. Nobody was yeah. fooled. Dawson, nobody. I was fooled. I was just confused. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm having one of those yeah. nights. You're having a day. It was the margarita that spilled all over my floor. It did. Yeah. Um, Andy, don't listen to Abby, the chaos demon. I get it. So sometimes you expect the worst. Your mind latches onto any proof. If it's true or even logically, um, you shouldn't. Pacey was already acting weird. So Abby's words as proof her fears were coming true. Yeah. Um, Joey left Dawson 
quit giving Jen the stink eye. Let her buy books in peace. Yeah, that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. It's like, why are you poking the bear? Just let her buy her fucking books at the goddamn book fair. Leave it's Joey obvious. alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that like Linda's like, Joey, stop giving Jen the stink eye. Oh, I, think I that- thought it was the other way around. Well, who's... I don't even think that... It was Joey trying to buy books and Jen was the one who approached her. Well, Joey's still giving stink eyes. I mean, they're both in the wrong because they both are stanky eye and everybody. They should just stay on opposite sides of the book fair. Stay in your corners, ladies. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's obvious that... um, It's obviously Pacey and Andy. Jessica Fletcher, you are not Abigail Morgan. Um, Who's Jessica Fletcher? Jessica is this Fletcher, another, you're not another Abby blonde Morgan. moment. Oh, murder she wrote. Oh, You're so stupid. Okay, I didn't know that either. Maybe we should reread that so we don't seem so stupid. No, just leave it in. I like us okay. to sound dumb sometimes. It humbles us. All right, <laughs> gotta stay humble. That like that's our problem. Not that we're uneducated. It's that we're not humble. God, Jesus Christ. How did Jack not punch Pacey? I don't know. He f- he really fluffed up his feathers, I mean, though, like he was going honestly, to. Honestly, Jack, stay you. in your own lane. Like, you've got your own fucking problems to worry about. Come on. Um, is Are you bashing him because he couldn't get it up? <laughs> no, I just meant in general. <laughs> I like, mean, the fact that he has his mom at home with issues and his dad isn't even in town. Like, that's oh, way more of an issue. About his mom. No, you're thinking solely about the non-tent in his pants. <sighs> Wait, does Abby Morgan have some semblance of a heart? She does take the F to keep Andy from being even more traumatized. Yeah. Did Jen's words actually get to her? I think so. I think so a little bit because she did like it did linger on her face after that scene. Yeah. So time for Pacey and Andy cuteness. OK, so Linda, you're going to give me some lines. So maybe you have a perspective on this. Thank goodness. OK, Um. Uh, this is a line. From Pacey, you're the one who's opening up to this new life for me. I'm afraid because you're the single most most important being to ever grace my existence. Andy, I'm falling helplessly in love with you. Mm-hmm. I did that like that line. It did make me like want to tear up a little bit. I got to admit. Um, but I still was a little mad at him. Mm-hmm. Um, Pacey got. So this is Linda's analysis. Thank gosh we're getting this. Pacey got his first A ever because Andy believes in him and got to start believing in himself. It was upsetting to see him being so cold to her. It's understandable he would be shaken up because a world is opening up to him that he thought was only for other people and not him. Mm-hmm. Part of him it also has that place in his brain where he's like screw up where he's a screw up and he's terrified of loving Andy than doing something to lose her. Maybe next time don't pass a note like that in class, especially one with Abby Morgan. Just talk. And if you need to write something down in a note, put it into Andy's locker. At least I suddenly also, I suddenly feel old because teenagers watching today would be like, why didn't Pacey just text Andy? (laughs) See, I got the feeling that he wasn't done writing it yet. But maybe, really? well, I guess it was folded up. So maybe he was yeah. done writing it. I think I it just, was done. I guess so. Okay. I appreciate yeah. Linda's perspective, though. <sighs> okay. So <sighs> I I understand why Pacey is afraid to lose Andy. That makes sense to me. It's just like, you know, don't fuck it up 
by being too afraid to show your love. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like you're doing your cause. You're like making things worse because you're afraid. And in doing so, you're making your dreams a reality because mm-hmm. of what you're afraid of. It just like don't. Okay, he's 16, Sarah. He's 16. <laughs> he's not a 32-year-old man. No. He, it's it's his okay. first girlfriend, too. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. On that note, have an awesome week, Sarah and Jess. Thanks, Thank Linda. Thank you, Linda. And thank you, Kelly. Yes. Um, before we get into fashion hour, why don't we do, we promised that we would do an updated character ranking halfway through the halfway season. Halfway through the season. We are halfway through yeah. the season, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Ding, ding. Yes. Um, so I have our previous uh, rankings here. So this is from the end of season one. Uh, Sarah, your ratings were going from bottom to top. Jen in fourth, then Dawson, then PC, and of course, Joey at number one. Mine mm-hmm. differed ever so slightly. I had Dawson in last, then Jen, then PC, and Joey at number one. Okay. Okay. So, um, So I will go from... Bottom to top again, right? And obviously we're adding in Jack and Andy as well. I mean, we could add in Abby. She has been around a lot, but completely yeah. up to you. Well, um, I, I'm I have Abby in here, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Number seven, I have Jack. I feel like Jack is just such like a non-entity. I think that he we don't really know him yet. He um, has some funny lines, but he's just really a wet blanket and mm-hmm. he's not a lot of fun to watch. Um, number six, I have Jen. Jen is still a freaking hot mess. She's trying to redeem herself, but she's not fully there yet. Um, we really love I really loved her in the beginning of season one and she just hasn't gotten there. They they sacrificed Jen to make Dawson more likable, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Number five. Okay. (laughs) Obviously, when I wrote this, I was obviously in a mood. So this might shock you. But I put Pacey at number five. Oh, my. (laughs) Because I just like feel like killing him for this last episode. (laughs) Yeah. No, like, okay, so like, I really like Pacey. This is Pacey's Pond. Season two is Pacey's Pond. But I'm realizing that the reason why I like Pacey so much is all Andy. Andy is the reason. I like Andy and Pacey together. I like it when Pacey is with Andy. I like Andy when he she's with Pacey. Like, I don't like he has no storylines on his own. We still don't know anything about his family. And like, you know, I just feel like the the reason why he is likable is because of Andy. And that's all the weight carrying on Andy's back, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, he is, you know, like maybe if I did this at the end of the season, I'm sure he'll shoot back up on the rankings. But right now I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not feeling it today. Okay. Um, number four, I have Dawson. Um, I've said this before, the Dawson's Creek 
PR team worked double double on Dawson, making him likable. I think that he's much more likable this season than last season. Mm-hmm. I think that he's less annoying. He's less whiny. Um, I think that the you know he makes like a lot of valid points. Um, and I feel as though he even became sympathetic at times. So. Mm-hmm. Dawson's at my number four position. Number three is Abby. I've loved Abby since the minute I saw her. I thought that she was spectacular. We have a little bit of a bump in the road because of the shenanigans that she did to my baby Andy. That was not nice, but um, amazing. This was a spectacular episode from Abby, this episode. Uh, Number two, I have my baby Andy. I adore her. She's my everything. I just think that she's just like a little biscuit that I just want to smush her little face. Um, Great new character. I think that she adds a lot to the show. She's not in my number one spot because I just like feel as though um, I've been on this jury journey with Joey for the entire time and I'm not ready to let go of my love for Joey. Um, She hasn't been like the best this season but she hasn't been the worst and she hasn't done anything for me to be like you lose my number one spot I love Joey as I've said before Joey's my best friend Andy's my little sis okay um quick update on my rankings in seventh place I'm right there with you Jack is a wet blanket he is milk toast he is boring I don't care for him the only scenes I vaguely find interesting with him are obviously the full moon situation was great And then um, him and Jen, I think, is an interesting combo that uh, I liked the two times it happened. Uh, Jen is in sixth. She's all over the fucking place. I can't read her. She's wishy-washy. I don't understand her motives for anything that she does. And I don't even understand what she wants at this point, which is not great to have in a character. I feel like they should have a clear motive. And since it's been 11 episodes, she's been all over the fucking map. I want to be with Dawson. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be with Dawson. We should just be friends. Let's have sex. Like, it's all over the fucking place. Um, And then in fifth place may surprise you <laughs> i actually have joey oh, joey's wow. been a real big disappointment this season oh, between wow. her breaking up with dawson that didn't really make sense to pursue her passions which she has been doing to give her credit she's been pursuing her art i love that for her i don't care about her and jack i don't even understand it and i don't understand what the point in breaking up with dawson was when she's obviously still interested in him and then something somehow pursuing things with jack it doesn't make sense to me she just hasn't been hitting her marks i feel like she used to be the one who had more sassy sayings. She used to be the one yeah. who, like, we could count on for that. And I feel like that has since shifted. Um, yeah, I put Dawson in fourth. True. And, like, wh- how? How did he get here? But Dawson, I have not hated him this season. I can't even think no. of us ranting about him too much beyond making fun of him for not realizing that his movie is about him and Joey, right? Like, <laughs> for the most part, he's been extremely tolerable. And, in fact, I sympathize with the poor guy because he's getting mixed signals all over the fucking place. Like, yeah. he can't win. Poor Dawson. Yeah. Um, in third, Abby, you know, chaos crew, Abby, I, I love the drama she has brought. Obviously, I'm not putting her here as like my, uh, like how much I love her, how much I think she's a good character. It is more just I'm really entertained by her. I think she's brought so much to this season so far. Um, and second, I have Pacey. I really love Pacey. I, I love him and Andy together. I think he is leaps and bounds better than he was in season one. Obviously, there's still growth there and there's still mistakes he's going to make. But I find it more interesting um, than I found him in season one where he was just like a bumbling guy going about mm-hmm. his business, not giving two shits and sleeping with 40 year olds. Um, and Andy is number one. Andy is 
right now the best I connect with her the most I you know I have the most in common with her and I just sympathize with her she's going through a shit ton and not for nothing but she's only been here 11 episodes and she is killing it in terms of like yeah the amount which with which we care about her um I so, care about her a lot yeah. maybe I was a little harsh on Pacey but uh, I've, I've said what I said you said what you said it's fine we'll get an update again at the end of the season when we do our season wrap up we will check in again and re-rank all of these characters um shall we get into fashion hour this week yes please okay on to the fashion hour uh the First award is obviously the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. First up, we have Jen. This is um, in the scene where everybody's getting interrogated in the room in the dark together. Um, Jen is wearing a, a leather jacket. She's wearing either, I think it's a red skirt because she has like some type of gray shirt over top of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then some super high boots, a very like chunky, chunky platform boot. Um, I feel like if it was nowadays, it would definitely be like a more sleek, slender boot. Yeah. Um, Look at those boots. Look, I, those boots were made for walking. They were. I loved it. I love this outfit. She looks kind of badass yeah. in it. Oh, no. She looks so cool. I love it. Um, love these boots. Like the skirt. She's really feeling the leather jacket this season. That's she like is. definitely her her vibe. This season part of has been wardrobe. a leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like this outfit from Jen. This the hair has sold me. I don't know if it's the styling or what, but it's I'm sold improved. on the hair. Yeah. yeah, it is definitely definitely improved. Yeah, um, she she got me. Next up, we have Dawson, and this is Rainy Day Dawson. Um, in the final scene with Joey, uh, the reason I chose this outfit. So he's wearing like a khaki pant as usual. Looks like t- somewhat of a, like a brown loafer. Lots of layers here on a rainy day in Cape Side. Um, he starts off, we see that same familiar necklace he's usually wearing. Um, I a, love it. It's ridiculous. A, a gray shirt with like a, a dark, you know, blue stripe across the front. And then another button down denim shirt on top of that. But the reason, the main reason I chose this outfit was actually because the, the rain jacket he's wearing gave me like Calvin Klein-esque vibes. Yeah, very um, Calvin, this outfit. And that reminded right. me of the 90s. I mean, that was like huge in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, he looks very like um, a little preppy, but like also like very, um, like very uh, New England vibes, this yes, outfit. definitely. Yeah. Yes. Very. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah. So those are the two that we have to choose from this week. Who are you feeling more? Well, give it to Dawson. Mr. Mr. Boston. Mr. Boston himself. Yeah. A little Nantucket. There you a little go. Cape Cod. <laughs> little Calvin Klein. Little Calvin Klein. Um, next up for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness, we have Jack. And this is when Abby is asking for his signature. He is wearing actually dark denim jeans, which we don't get to see all that often. Yeah, uh, look he's, at those. He's wearing, nice wash. Yes. It looks like he's wearing like somewhat of a work boot. Tough to tell. Um, and then like a kind of a lighter blue uh, V-neck sweater with a stripe down the arm. I feel like I could definitely see someone wearing this today. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's very like cozy, comfy, like the leg of the pants, not that skinny. It's not that wide. It's could be worn by anybody. The shirt looks comfortable. He got his backpack going on. Mm-hmm. Um, He looks 
I mean, Jack looks good. His hair is very like timeless as well. Mm-hmm. It's not like a Dawson hair that like, you know, nobody has Dawson's hair these days. Yeah. No, that's um, nobody true. has Jen's hair these days. So oh, it's no. a timeless. It's a timeless cut. This is um, a nice outfit for Jack. Yes. And uh, finally, we have Joey up for a nomination. This is also in the um, the class interrogation scene. She, too, is wearing a dark wash denim jean, which she's just matchy matchy with Jack, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. She's wearing what looks to be like a gray T-shirt, um, a long sleeve, kind of like it's like a zip up sweater like it looks fancier than a sweatshirt um kind of like a periwinkle color uh with like some pockets on the on the breast section um and her hair is the way I really like to see it which is like half up which looks to be probably in some type of claw clip and it's a little bit more curly and wavy than it normally Mm -hmm. is yeah the hair's a little like a little like um rustled up a little bit looks like she's been out in the rain a little bit (laughs) yeah I mean literally she has but um yeah like this is a nice outfit this does not look like Dawson's hand-me-downs I do think that Joey's fashion has elevated from last season Mm -hmm. uh, which was all like super Dawson's hand-me-downs or like Bodie's stuff I don't know um, but yeah, I, I think that this is a nice outfit. This periwinkle is really pretty on her. Um, uh, I like it when she ha- wears her hair like this, but as far as a winner, let's give it to the boys. The boys never get it together. So let's give it to Jack. Um, you know, boys club. Love that. Yeah. They almost <laughs> never get awards here. So yeah. let's, let's yeah. do it. Congratulations to Jack and Dawson. Um, and that's it for our fashion hour. Um, for the next episode, season one, episode 12, Uncharted mm-hmm. Waters. Any predictions? Oh, oh, okay. Is could this be the episode that um, Dawson and Joey lose their virginities to one another? That would be a quick turnaround. My goodness. Maybe. Well, I mean, I mean, it's about time, but Uncharted Waters is definitely something that someone has not done before. Mm hmm. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see next week. Yep. Yep. I'm ready. Yes. And what else do we have coming up up until next week when they can hear us? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So if you did not listen to the episode that I was on for community building, definitely check that out. I had so much fun. Thank you, Jess, for letting me on. That was very kind of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, Josh. Aside from that, um, we released a we're releasing a podcast on uh, this Saturday or it would have been released already. So we did release it um, of now and then with Deidre from the PSR discord. Uh, that was so much fun. Please, please check that out because it's going to be hilarious. You're going to love it. We're coming out with a land before time soon with Lindsay Wilson. That's going to be epic. And then um, tons of stuff planned for July. Yes, exciting stuff on the horizon. Definitely check all of that out, as well as all of our Boy Meets World content. Uh, And we'll be back next week with Season 1, Episode 12, Uncharted Waters of Dawson's Creek. Uh, We hope you all enjoyed the podcast, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye! Shit 90 Shows taught me.